Hey, sweet sister, welcome back to the Shine with Franny show. This is Franny, and I am so glad that you're here. So today's episode was actually pre-recorded a couple of weeks ago because I was hoping to drop it for the 1st of April, but I let the spirit lead me, mm-hmm, and that's how we roll around here. And so I moved some things around, so this is still going to be applicable for you, no doubt. So you're going to want to get your pen and your notebook ready and grab your cup of joe, grab your little laundry, and get ready to dive in to today's episode. Here we go. Hey, sweet sister. Welcome to the Shine with Franny show. I'm Franny, and I'm on a mission to help you become stronger, healthier, and more confident using God's word so you can live fully, freely, and fearlessly. I'm committed to bringing you edutaining stories, which is my way of saying I'm going to make you laugh a little and learn a little something at the same time with the hope that you will be encouraged and strengthened to Kung Fu kick that darn devil right in the crotch and let him know his rightful place in your life. Girl, he is not the boss of you. So let's claim your freedom and walk in it. All right, sweet sister, you are in the right place if you're also under construction and you need a little extra Jesus and joy in your world every day. I believe that God has a special message for you today. It's about to get hot up in here, so let's go. Hey there, sweet sister. Welcome to spring. I love spring. Not as much as I love summer, but I love spring and all the newness that it brings, especially growing up in the, I guess it's Midwest. I don't know. I think it's really considered the Northeast because I was Western Pennsylvania, but as soon as you cross over that border, which was just a mile from where I grew up, you were in the Midwest in Ohio. So it is spring and spring has sprung. Of course, we have changed the clocks. We're getting ready for Easter and all the exciting things that come with it. It is the fourth month of the year and you know I'm all about edutaining you, sister friend. So with that, I'm going to share some fun facts about the month of April that I just think are good little nuggets of knowledge to know. Whether you're on Jeopardy, Shout out to my friend Angela, who is going to be a Jeopardy contestant. I just am still blown away by that because I think I know like one category a year. And that's probably on like the Jeopardy Junior or Teen Jeopardy, whatever it's called. But we are going to learn a few fun facts about the month of April. First and foremost, it is the fourth month in the Gregorian calendar. And we'll kind of dive into that here in a few seconds. But it is actually the Latin root for I'm not going to say it correctly because I have no Latin background besides my knowledge of un poquito espanol and a little bit of Italian as well. So it is aperit, A-P-E-R-I-T, which of course we know Latin roots, the Romance languages, Italian is aprir, and Spanish is abrir. So it's all related and it means to open. And if you think about the month of April, it is the opening of flower blossoms and eggs and little chickadees and little ducklings are born. So it totally makes sense. Now, and it's also known, it honors in the Roman God, you know, the whole mythology side of things, which we won't even delve into, but it is in honor of the Roman goddess of fertility, which again makes total sense knowing that it is to open, right? Our hips open up when we're having that baby. A lot of things happen when you're having a baby. It is also known in the, um, there's a national calendar a day that I actually, when I'm doing some social media things, I always love looking those up. And so a few fun other little facts that I found out about it was it is, wait for it, uh, National <laughs> Pretzel Day. There's National Pretzel Month in there. Like, who knew? Like, it's just crazy to me. It is also known as a National Month of Hope, which I thought was so interesting. 
um, knowing that, again, it relates to opening, rebirth, renewal, spring, all the new things that come with it. So I thought that was just so great. Now, all of those things, of course, are rooted in something that we know to be the Bible. So in the Hebrew calendar, this is actually the beginning of what they call Nisan. Now, many of you know, I've talked before in our group Free and Favored, I have worked with um, an Orthodox, the Orthodox Jewish schools um, in Eastern Ohio, Northeastern Ohio, when I was living there in Cleveland for many years. And I was just fascinated because, of course, we know that Jesus was Jewish. And so a lot of our roots and a lot of the things that we learn about, I'm just fascinated by the whole story of Esther. And there's just so many things um, that I've learned as a result of the Shabbat and, you know, the customs and the rituals and the prayers and, and just so many things. So in the Hebrew calendar, this is actually known as Nisan. And so you'll see it spelled with sometimes it's an S, um, two S's or one S. Now my friend Heather, give a shout out to her. She did a whole thing of this, um, a whole podcast, and I can actually link it down here because I think it's just so powerful. But I actually knew a little bit of information about it um, prior to just because of, like I said, my connection to a lot of the Orthodox Jewish friends that I had had in terms of learning more about Passover. Now I was born and raised Catholic, nothing at all against Catholics. If you are a Catholic and you're listening, I have nothing against it. But my own personal relationship with the Lord, I did not grow up really learning a lot about our Hebrew culture, our background, you know, the Jewish background in which Jesus grew up. I had a Bible that I got at my first Holy Communion. But other than that, I really had no clue about a lot of these things. So as I have grown and the Lord has revealed things to me, it has been such a huge blessing to be able to dive in and like learn about this stuff. I don't know about you, but it just makes me excited when I learn this stuff now. So as I mentioned in the Hebrew calendar, this is the month of Nisan, and it is known as the month of miracles. Which again, going back to the rebirth and the renewal and all of the newness, the rejuvenation, the rebirth of everything that happens in the spring, it is just fascinating to me. Now in the Hebrew calendar, they of course don't believe that Jesus, you know, they don't believe in the AD. So this is, I think they're going on like the 5,000th year, 5,000th year here. So as we delve into this, the month of Nisan and the month of miracles, you know, we have to think about what was happening at the time and setting the stage for all of this. Because as I mentioned earlier, you know, this coincides with our Easter, Passover. So Passover and Easter are always really close um, together. And again, I learned about that. I didn't, I never knew that. I never knew the Jewish holidays. I never knew what Purim was. I never knew about, you know, Rosh Hashanah. I didn't know the significance of apples and, you know, the leavened bread and just all of the things. Um, and so it's just fascinating to me. So in Genesis 12, this is the story of the Passover, right? And we know that Moses was leading the Jews out of slavery. He was leading them out of Egypt into the promised land. Now it was literally a physical place then, right? It was the land of Canaan. Now we all, let's just be real. We all live in an Egypt at some time in our lives, perhaps you're there now. Perhaps you're in a place in a space of bondage, or perhaps you are living under a stronghold, whether that be addiction, whether that be a mindset, um, whether that be a you know relationship, there is something that is going on. And we have to remind ourselves that at any given moment, heaven and hell are both fighting for you. And I know that is oftentimes hard to hear, but we have to go back to Ephesians 6 and what Paul tells us that we are fighting, right? Not of the physical world, but of a spiritual realm. And so in with the story of the Passover, we know the story, of course, where they were instructed to then place the blood of the lamb on the top of the door. And so that then their house would be passed over, 
right? And so the angel of death would no longer come to their house and, you know, fall upon them and they would be saved. And so as we think about this, I want you to think about God opening a door for you. I want you to think about how this is an opportunity to come out of your own, again, very metaphorically speaking here, and this is the reason why I tell you it's important to have a notebook nearby, perhaps what is your Egypt and thinking and moving forward into your promised land. Now, here is a difficult fact, like this is totally hard for me to hear. And when I first heard it, again, not really having grown up, you know, learning the Bible like this and just really hearing kind of the signature stories uh, shared in, you know, my Catholic school. And then, of course, in um, church on Sundays, I didn't realize like Moses never entered the promised land. Now, I should know that, like, even though there was the parting of the Red Sea, like he actually never got there, even though he was told, like, you will lead them out of slavery. But Joshua was the one who then led them into the promised land. And so I'm currently leading a group, you know, I'm going to be uh, heading into leading a group, I should say, I'm leading a group in my free and favored, but we're going to be diving into this, I have like a curriculum. And this is part of what we are doing where we're talking about Joshua was getting ready to, to lead the Israelites into the promised land. And he has them go and you know, he's instructed, God says to him, okay, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. He knows it is going to take strength. Going back to that Ephesians 6 moment that he knows that we are fighting the spiritual realm. Now, if you fast forward, and if you're taking notes, you know how quickly I talk. (laughs) So Joshua 1 is where they're literally getting ready to enter into the promised land. And if you fast forward into Joshua 13, we know that chapter 2 leads to Rahab and the spies. Um, Sorry, Joshua 3 that they have to go and they have to look and see who lives in the promised land, who's currently in there. And this is where we hear about all the ites. And I want you to go dive into Joshua 3 and you'll take a look and you'll see that there are the Hibbizites, the Canaanites, uh, the Ebonites. There's a ton of ites, right? I've heard Joyce Meyer joke around about it and says like, I've got the cellulites, right? We all have ites that live there in our own, literally, land of milk and honey, in our own place of promise, our own place of freedom. And so as I want you to think about this month that we are walking into the month of April, the Gregorian calendar, the month of opening, right? The month of miracles, the month of hope, a month of sowing right now. This is a time where we are planting things too, because we know that there is going to be a season of harvest in the fall. And we have to remind ourselves, you don't get the fruit of the harvest on the same day you plant it, the same day, week, month, or even sometimes in the year, right? Sometimes it will show up next spring. So I want you to ask yourself a few questions because I never want you to just listen to these and be like, okay, putting my makeup on, put my laundry away, drinking my cup of coffee in the morning and be done. I want you to think about this and take action. I know that it is important to take action. We all know that, right? We have to take and we have to transfer and physically something happens when you take and you write notes, right? It goes from your head. There's the connection that you're creating these new neural connections and you're writing notes. And I want you to ask yourself, what is your promised land? That's really important for us because I don't think that many of us even know. We don't know what that freedom is anymore. We don't know what that experience even is like because we have lived in such a belief system and we've had such patterns in our life. Sometimes sometimes they're very toxic that we don't even know what our lives will look like when we are free, when we are living in this land of promise that God has gifted to us. He's given us that all the way through his son, Jesus. Now let's go back to 
in the Passover. Because in the Old Testament, and I love how the Old Testament is just so rich, right? The Old Testament, they had to put the blood of the lamb on the top of the doorpost. And then guess what? The New Testament, it's all gone because we have Jesus. The veil was torn top to bottom, right? We're celebrating Easter this month. So as we, you know, further dive into this, I really want you to think about this. The second part then is what, now that you know what your promised land is, what is keeping you from getting there? What are your ites? And here's what I want you to do. As you look into uh, Joshua and you see who was living there in the promised land, because remember they had to go, they had to have spies go in there. And that's a whole other episode about how they saw themselves as grasshoppers. But you have to call them by name. We know that we have power and authority. It is a two-edged, it is a double whammy, right? It is just like a referee, right? Think about a football game being played. Those players are ginormous, right? My cousin Michael was a football player and they were big guys. He was a defenseman. I don't even, I think a lineman. Is that, I think that's, (laughs) I'm the worst. Um, So they're big. But guess what? They have power. Those runners had power, but it was the referee, right? That was stating that they had the authority. So the devil, he's got some power over you, but he has no authority because Jesus, our savior, he is the one who has ultimate authority. So you have to call those things out by name and you have to say, God, I know you want miracles for me. I know that you want promises and name what the promises are. And then you need to call those things. But I know that right now I have a spirit of lack. I have an orphan spirit. I have a spirit of, uh, you know, addiction. I have a spirit and name the thing specifically. So if your spirit of addiction is around lust or is around gambling or is around eating, you need to call that thing as though it is. You need to tell the devil, right? You need to take it. You need to pull it out by its root. You need to call it by its name. And then you need to give it to the authority of Jesus right now in Jesus's name. You no longer have any power over me. You no longer have any control of me. You need to go back to the pit of hell with where you came from. Because guess what, friend? God wants to open miracles. He wants to open the door to miracles in your life. And it's so powerful. I think about um, the story of Hosea. I've shared with you before about, uh, you know, that is just such a powerful, Hosea 2 is such a powerful book to me because of my own history uh, with relationships and whatnot. Um, and literally a very promiscuous uh, past. And so in Hosea 2, and again, if you're taking notes, we've got several scriptures I've referenced here today, but in Hosea 2, it's such a powerful um, story of redemption. Because remember Gomer, he was the one, he represents who Jesus is. We need to know the facets of God. We can't even wrap our heads. Like God is so infinite. He is so majestic. He is so awesome. Our brains, as amazing as they are and as intricately designed as they are, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for your divine design. They can never grasp how amazing God is. But he, that is a story of redemption. And he, Gomer, is assigned to go back. God says, as crazy as Gomer was, excuse me, uh, yeah, Hosea, I'm sorry, I'm switching up my names here. Hosea is then instructed to go and get Gomer. Gomer is his wife and she has just slept all around town, y'all. She has made it her, literally her business to leave her husband, leave her kids and go and just whore it around. Hopefully you don't have kids in the car that you're listening to this with. And so in Hosea 2, um, verses 14 and 15 specifically, he instructs, God instructs Hosea and he says, you need to go and you need to buy her back from slavery. And again, think about this in terms of Jesus. He bought us back right from our slavery. So think about this in terms of Moses. He was leading them from slavery. So sister friend, you are also more than likely 
in some type of bondage in your life. If you're not living the full promised land, then I don't want to speak for you. And I, and I don't mean to put you in that place if you're not, but if you are, I want to tell you that there is redemption. There is restoration. There is renewal. There is rebirth. There is something greater waiting for you. And that is God's promise for you, sister friend. So in Hosea 2, 14 through 15, and this all relates as well, because there is the Valley of Achor, which is trouble. And he says, I will take her through the wilderness and there I will take her from the valley of trouble and I will bring her to the mountain of hope. God wants to bring you from your low places to your high places. He wants to take you from that place of slavery, from that place of literally, metaphorically, of course, whoring around. And some of us that might be because Lordly knows I was coyote ugly all up in here, you know, many years ago. And so there's no judgment in that. But we need to then repent and we, we don't live under the law that way, but we also have to go to and say, Lord, I repent. I turn away from this thing. Lord, I don't want the enemy to be in control of me anymore, right? That the enemy has a stronghold over me in X, Y, and Z. Name your ites, right? Right now that I am not believing. And remember, guys, if you're worrying, that's a sin. I hate to tell it to you. It's a sin because you're doubting that God's sovereignty, that he is actually who he says he is. That's why it's important that we know who God is. And I think I'm going to do very soon. I think I'm going to do a uh, message on that because there are so many different names of God and facets of God. So, but we have to repent and say, you know, Lord, I, I'm sorry that I have spent time, you know, in slavery, in bondage to these things and call them by name. And sometimes guys, it might even be complaining, you know, with my group, I'm going to dive into the word complain actually means to spend a night. So if you think about the Israelites and how they wandered for 40 years, again, it was supposed to be 11 day journey. They wandered and they wandered and they wandered and they were complaining the whole time, right? Even though that they had food provided for them, literally every single day, there was things that were coming from heaven. There were quail that were being delivered. Like it was just amazing what God was doing. And they're like, why did you take us from slavery? We want to go back. Like, I don't know about you, but I've gone back. That's where we get into those cycles and sometimes those downward spirals, but we need to go ahead and repent for that and then declare our freedom, like I said earlier, with power and authority. Right now, Lord, enemy, you do not have power over me, right? Because my God is bigger. My God has promised that he will go with me wherever I go. My God has asked me to cast all my sins and he will care for me. My God, you know, I rest in him. It tells me Matthew eleven twenty eight that his yoke is easy. His burden is light. I rest in him today, Lord. He will meet my every need. It tells me in uh, Philippians 4. You need to go and you need to declare freedom by speaking God's word. That's where those promises come. So the promised land is filled. There are 7,000 plus promises in God's word. So you need to find a promise and attach it to your problem. And that is where we then harness our power. We can talk about our problem, right? But we want to talk about the power of our God. And we want to pray that promise. And we want to go ahead and we want to just claim that and tell that to the enemy. Because guess what? When we pray that promise, the enemy cannot stand up against God's word. He knows he has power over us. And if we give into it, then he knows he has power. We can completely succumb and we completely surrender over to his power. And he's like, cake, right? He's like filing his nails as he's sitting there looking at you, as you worry, as you complain, as you, you know, overeat, do all the things, right? And again, no judgment. I'm right there with you, sister friend. But then we also need to praise God as you're walking through that door, 
right? And sometimes the doorway is actually a hallway. (laughs) So sometimes as we're getting ready to walk over and they're passing through and we need to praise God as you're walking through, praise him as we're waiting, right? We need to worship in the wait. My, you know, I've had friends say that before worship while you wait. I think Joyce Meyer actually says that as well. So, and here's the thing too, your prayer language, it confuses the enemy. So if you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you need to be praying in the tongue. You know, you need to be praying in your prayer language. If you don't know about that, I might have my friend Lori as a special guest sometime soon about this. And guess what? Your praise confuses the enemy. You know why? Because he's expecting you to wallow in self-pity. He's expecting you to, you know, surrender to doubt. He's expecting you to question your identity, to question God's sovereignty. Why God is this happening to me? And so we need to go ahead and say, Lord, I don't know what's going on right now, but I know that you are the one who is in control. Lord, I know that your promises for me are yes and amen. Lord, I know that you will do everything that you said in your word because you've promised it. It might not be under my, the way that I would want in my time, but Lord, I know that you will come through. I know that you are a good and gracious father. I know that if I ask for anything, Lord, that you will not give me a snake when I ask for a piece of bread. You need to declare God's word back over whatever it is you are praying to be led from. So to wrap this all up, and as my friend Bob Goff says, I love him. I've never met him personally, not yet. Which, by the way, we're doing the Dream Big study. So if y'all are interested in that, make sure you message me and and find out about that. But as we wrap this up here and net these butterflies, the month of April is the fourth month in the Gregorian calendar. It means to open. I also mean, you know, the month of Nisan is the month of miracles here. It is rebirth, renewal. It is National Month of Hope, also National Pretzel Month, okay? And I forgot to mention, too, that the flower is the daisy. And the gem is a diamond. So think about that in terms of you. God is multifaceted and you are that diamond that he continues to chisel. And every single time you claim those promises, you're reflecting more of his glory. How powerful is that, sister? How powerful is that? You're not a cubic zirconia. You are a diamond. Like you are more precious and valuable than the hope diamond. I don't even know what the value on that is these days. But I want you to ask yourself some questions and really, like I said, walk through some of these reflection points. You know, what is your, what is your promised land? What does that look like? What is inhabiting that that is keeping you from getting there, right? And then as you walk through that door, as you pass over, we know that we have Jesus, so we don't need to do anything. This is not by works, right? That we've already received the gift of salvation through grace, right? By faith, we have it. By through grace, we have it. But I want you, what are you leaving as you are entering into your promised land, in order to go from one place to another, you have to leave one place to enter into another. So I'm asking you, what is it you're leaving behind in order to be able to go forward? So you have to really be thinking, okay, Lord, I need to leave these things behind. I repent for these things and I receive your promises. I right now in Jesus's name, I am, I have this problem. I've got this, you know, addiction. I've got this issue. I've got this relationship, this toxic, you know, whatever it is, mindset. But Lord, I know that your word says, and pray the promise, and that's where you get the power. And that's where you take the power back from the enemy, right? And then you claim it in Jesus' name and the authority. So sister friend, I hope that this blessed you. I hope that this starts off your month with a bang, like full stick of dynamite, right? Deutimus, that's what uh, the word uh, in Greek in the um, New Testament dynamite. We want to have dynamite and power. That's where this comes from. That's where the word power comes from in the New Testament. All these little fun facts today. 
If, if you learned something today, drop me a line. Let me know. I'd love to hear. I always love to hear if you guys learned something. And hopefully you're going to dive into some of those scripture. But I just thank you for listening. Lord, I thank you for what you are doing in this new season, Lord, in this season of Nissan, Father God, that you have miracles and wonders and wonderful things that you have prepared for us. You've prepared for us long ago, Father God, it tells us in Galatians 2 that we have a season of rebirth and renewal and hope, Father, that this is a season, Lord, of miracles. And I ask that every person listening to this in the sound of my voice, that she or he, I've got some guy listeners in here, that they receive the miraculous power through the son, through your son, Jesus, that he died for us to have, Lord, so that we can enter into our promised land, Lord, so we can receive your power, so we can receive and stand in our authority and claim it, Lord, through your son, Jesus. We thank you so much. And be blessed, dear sister. If this blessed you, of course, I love hearing from you guys. Hop on over, give a review, give a rating, email me, let me know if you learned something new. If you are new and you have not yet joined our free and favored Facebook group, haha, where we carry on with fun, fitness, and faith throughout the week, please go ahead on over onto Facebook and search it really quickly. And just go ahead and uh, ask for the invite. Just search free and favored because we know that we are free through Jesus and we have great favor because of God's love for us because of who we are. We are co-heirs in Christ. So lots of take action there, not only for yourself there, but I want to stay connected with you because these podcasts are great and you can listen. I, you know, talk a mile a minute and you can listen, but we need the daily support, the daily encouragement, the daily fun and uplifting to be able to get through our days. We do a couple days a week on Mondays and Fridays. We do, um, you know, pray and perspire. We do a little fitness session. And sometimes I do wake up and worship. We do lots. I do challenges. Sometimes I'll do trainings in there. Lots of different fun things. So free and favorite is, a, is the place to be. And if you're a guy listening to this and you have a special lady in your life, you need to share that with her too. All right. Love you guys. Thank you so much and be blessed. And guess what? Keep shining your light until next time. Hey sister, thank you so much for tuning in today. I know life is full, but I hope I can fill your cup to overflow with more Jesus and joy. While I hope we're friends on all social platforms, I invite you to click the subscribe button so each episode will automatically download once it's released. Oh, and real quick before you go, if you found value in today's message and you learned something new, please share a rating and write a review. And of course, I'd love for you to share this message with another sister who might be encouraged by it too. Now, Get out there and live fully, freely, and fearlessly, knowing that that is why you're here. Until next time, shine on, sweet sister.